0: you gods and goddesses, welcome to my podcast. This is Clarissa Alderetti speaking, and you're listening to the Mythology Mysteries of Greek and Roman Mythology. Today, we'll be talking about the goddess, Persephone. I'm going to be telling the myth of Persephone. I wanted to talk about Persephone because I feel like a lot of the times that I see her in movies or in books the way she's depicted is either really good or really bad. She's either a victim or she's evil and so I wanted to look into the myth um, for myself. So this is how it goes. So Persephone and her mom Demeter were very close Demeter is the goddess of agriculture and so Persephone has that sort of fertile aspect of herself in her own um, way of being a deity. So Demeter left Persephone with some sea nymphs one day because she went to check on her crops and Persephone, being a deity of fertility and growth and vegetation and crops, saw this flower in the forest and she wanted to go get it. So but because she was left with the sea nymphs, they couldn't really leave their bodies of water. They had to stay right there by the water. So when Persephone wanted to go look at the flower, none of the sea nymphs went with her because if they went with her, then they would die because they were far away from her wa- their water. So Persephone leaves anyway, and she goes. She finds the flower, um, which was a narcissus, and it was planted by Gia. So she's trying to pull out this flower and it's not coming out so she pulls and she pulls and she pulls and then she's finally exhausted but the flower finally comes out and lo and behold Hades comes out with it, the earth opens up, he's there with his horses and he grabs Persephone and takes her away so in the midst of him appearing and taking her there's only one of um, Persephone's friends who tries to help her, her name was Cyan And, of course, she's no match for Hades, the king of the underworld, and so she loses. And in her grief, she melts into a river, which is why we have the River Sion today, um, as told by the myth. So Hades takes Persephone to the underworld. Demeter comes back, and she's like, where's my daughter? And the sea nymphs couldn't save her, so she curses the sea nymphs, and they become what we know today as sirens. So they're scaly and... That's why a lot of sirens are depicted as mermaids and scaly in the ocean. So, after that, Demeter is super upset. She's angry. She goes on a nine day and nine night rampage where she's just searching the earth for Persephone, but she can't find her. Finally, she comes into contact with Hecate, who is a deity of magic. And Hecate tells Demeter that. She, uh, Persephone was taken by Hades, and Demeter's like, what the heck, so she goes to Zeus and is like, Zeus, you need to get me my daughter back, but of course, uh, Demeter has no idea that Zeus and Hades actually plotted together to get Persephone from the beginning, so Zeus is like, okay, I'm going to send Hermes down to the underworld, pretending like he's not in on it, to go and get Persephone. So Zeus sends Hermes to the underworld, and when Hermes gets there, he doesn't find the victim or a lonely prisoner, he just finds Persephone, who is now queen of the underworld. And she's just chilling, hanging out with Hades, being his wife, doing wife things, and having authority over the underworld. So he, he goes and he reports back that Persephone's chilling, she doesn't really want to leave, because she's not a prisoner, and she's not being held against her will. So they tell Demeter, and Demeter is really upset, and she's like, well, why doesn't my daughter want to come home? She thinks Hades has done something to her, I don't know, like hypnotized her, or something to make um, Persephone act like this. So when Hades finds out that um, Persephone is going to have a chance to leave him, he decides to gift her with a pomegranate, in which Persephone eats the pomegranate seeds, and Her action of eating the seeds actually binds her to Hades and to the Underworld, so she can't leave forever. So they figure out that, okay, uh, Persephone can live in the Underworld for four months out of the year, and then she can return back to her mother Demeter for six months out of the year. And Demeter's, like, pissed still about this. She's not super happy, but it's better than nothing. At least she'll get to see her daughter. So the story is significant because... Um, her living two-thirds on Earth and one-third in the underworld accounts for the change in seasons. So when Persephone leaves the underworld and rejoins her mother, that's springtime. And when she goes back into the underworld, that's wintertime. So, the myth accounts for the change in seasons, and it also accounts for life after death. So because Persephone is life on Earth and death in, um... The underworld or in the afterlife she's sort of like the cycle of life and death and because she's accompanying hades she's also like a caretaker of um, those who have died so with persephone by hades side she's sort of like this comforter in the underworld and it's not really referred to as hell with persephone there it's just life after death so that's sort of where we get the idea of everlasting life from because of Persephone and her presence in the underworld with Hades. So Persephone isn't really a victim. She's more of a um, she's a queen. She's queen of the underworld and she's queen of spring and life on earth.